Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecue. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey, wonderful ones. This week, I'm talking to a brilliant actor, children's author, and all-round loveliman, Arthur McBain. Arthur and me um, are both in a new series called The Trouble with Maggie Cole, which starts next Wednesday, the 4th of March, on ITV1, the main one. It's got Dawn French in it and a load of other incredible people, and we're super proud to be in it. So check it out. Arthur plays a beautiful young romantic lead and I play an absolute walk-in flesh monster called Betty. It was a lot of fun. I'm also on tour with my show Hench. This week I'm in Norwich, Margate, Bath, Southampton and Exeter and I think it's mainly sold out but there is still a handful of tickets for Margate and Southampton as I speak right now. Whether when you're hearing that there will be but it's worth a look. Please look them up if you live there and you'd like to come. I'd love to see you there. Thanks for listening to Hoovering. Rate, review and subscribe if you get time and if you've got any spare money have a squares over at patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see some cool stuff that i swap in exchange for your hard-earned wedge okay let's get into this lovely conversation a quick apology that at one point i accidentally refer to ruby tando's brilliant book as eat it and of course it's called eat up silly me so arthur and me met at my place in catford and i made some pretty sexy doll um doll i felt like i said that weird doll it's a weird word to say isn't it doll I made that, and he brought some pretty sexy chapatis. Yeah, boy. Thanks for coming to my house. Hey, it's a pleasure. Um, and thanks for bringing chapatis. That's right. As, I, and, as um, I said, I have, I do, I do sometimes make them myself. But yeah. um, I wonder if you can make them better. <laughs> it's um, it's tricky, isn't it? It's like when people make pasta. Utterly pointless. Yeah, but you must you just that? do it for the love of making things. Oh, I've made pasta. It's really nice. It tastes like the one you get from the shop. Yeah. That's how you can tell it's good. Oh, a friend um, <laughs> at Christmas brought me around some chutney and she'd spent ages making, I can't remember what was in it, all different types of tomatoes, like green tomatoes, like those heritage ones that are like eight quid for one, mm-hmm. all these snazzy tomatoes. And she was like, tastes like fucking Branston's. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, well, I love Branston's. So thank you for my gift. I've just homemade a Tabasco sauce. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't say anything like Tabasco. No. And okay. do you know what? 
Yeah. I think it's better. <gasps> I should have brought you some. You should have. I Next love time. Well, okay. This is lovely, by the way. I hope it is. So I mm. tried the dal earlier and I thought it tasted of less than water. <laughs> it tasted of so... <laughs> it so tasted of nothing. But I got it from a book that I don't want to promote in any way. Yeah. It's, it was one of my... And my mum had it out and I saw the recipe and thought, that looks nice. And my mum went, it's really nice. And I'd taken a picture of it and decided to make us it today yeah. before seeing what book it was. But I think that by saying that it tastes like less than water is you are actively not promoting it in any way. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. But I'm hoping... So what it is is dal with some spinach and cherry tomatoes in it. And it's mm. the dal, I think, tastes of very little. But it's got some roasted cauliflower mm. and cashews on top that I hope, hope taste of something enough yeah. for it all to be okay. And that squeeze of lemon in it was probably a good idea. Very nice. Can, mm. you, can you tell me what the book is and just yeah. cut it out? Yeah, yeah. No, I won't cut it out. I'll leave it in. But it's um, Joe Wick's oh, right, yeah. Lean in 15 Veggie. Mm. I just think I have no problem with people... Um, doing 15 minutes of exercise or more a day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I think he's part of... Um, Ruby Tando put it so beautifully recently, uh, like we're having a carb crisis. Yeah. Like there's... we're, we're it, Our generation have it so drilled in that carbs yeah. are, are really bad and really, you know, whatever. It's just associated with being not thin in any way. And it's yeah. like it's such a sea of shit. I just know from every time I've ever tried to have no carbs that I get really angry. And so, yeah. I was um, raised on carbs. Yeah. I was raised a vegetarian. So there's sort really? of like, so it's the most, it's the majority of the, of your diet is carbs when well, you're a veggie. Well, it kind of should be. Yeah. And also you, you really need them. Yeah. And there's no carbs in the whole fucking book, pretty much. I mean, there's the odd bit of vegetable that might be a bit carby mm -hmm. or something. But I'm mm -hmm. really glad that we've added some carbs to this. Mmm. Okay. Yeah, I think carbs are, um, mm. look, I think, Okay, the cauliflower's really fit, isn't it? Yeah, really yeah. nice. It's all there. You've actually done really well, Joe. Just wish there was a bit of rice. Or... I'm glad we've added bread to it. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm going to stay the same as I am in 15. That's not got as catchy a ring to it as a book title. <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's an amazing um, TED talk. Mm. I can't remember the name of the bloke. He's this Australian bloke. And he's a, he's a biochemist. Oh, nice. And he decided that he wanted to, that he, he felt that he was overweight, so he wanted right. to lose some weight. So what he did was make this talk, which is an antidote to diet stuff. Oh, wow. Stuff. Okay. okay, okay, okay. And all like these, this, this fad of, of health culture, mm. which is done, which is perpetrated by people with no qualifications in it whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this talk is fantastic because he tells you literally where where fat goes and why it's there and mm. what it is and how, in really simple terms, how you can lose weight yeah. in, a, in, in a more healthy way. Right, right, right. Do you know where fat goes when you burn it off? Um, to your brain? No. no. And your poo? No. Um, I'm going to keep guessing. Yeah, yeah keep guessing. Um, into your beard hairs <laughs> to oil them up. That's why I've got such a lush beard as I spend all my yeah. life exercising. Me too. It's such a shame I can get rid of mine because of society. Um, is it um, to um, Warwick? <laughs> Where does that go? All I can get him, all I've got in my head is that... Um, there was a Doctor Who episode <laughs> where they're called the Adipose and they're made out of fat, these little aliens made out of fat. I haven't seen fat. that. Yeah. Um, um, that, that is where they go, to the Adipose. Oh. No, fat. You breathe yeah. it out. <gasps> I think I did know that. You breathe it out as carbon. As carbon? Yeah. So, and, but so somewhat, some mm. wellness prick on Instagram will have just heard carb. Yeah. Breathe it out as carbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and, and a, a nearby thin person will get a little bit fatter off carbon, your breath. Carbon if you hydrate. breathe near them. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it, it's, it's uh, that was just one of the things that he was talking about. I mean, it's, I just it's found it really so interesting because no one really knows. No. Well, I mean, it's, once it's inside your body, it just gets turned into carbon. Yeah. It's all the same yeah. stuff. It's all the same stuff. Just, it's just, such a load of shit, just, isn't it? Just, just eat. Well, just eat well and just enjoy eat, it. Just eat things you like. Just eat whatever you want. Mm. Um, um, yeah, I agree. I really like this kind of food. You mm. said just before we started recording that you, well, also want to know more about being brought up vegetarian. Yeah. And you said you were taking to India when you were two. Yeah, yeah. My mum's a legend. Wow. Yeah. What, for holidays? 
Yeah, I think for about six weeks. I can't remember it, so I can't really tell you much. Because <laughs> I was two. My of mom... course, of course, because you were two, but... Le- well, I mean, I'm your mum told you about it. Uh, you that... must have been such a good two-year-old, or she was just the most nails mum. Well, actually, it was very interesting. She she said that um, she felt safer travelling around India with a baby right. than than it, uh, any other time she'd been travelling. Because, <laughs> no because no one will touch you if you've got a kid. Yeah. yeah she was yeah, like, yeah. in a sense, a like, point. you've got a kid, you're sort of safe, like... It's going to take some really nasty people. I'm going to make a know, point that I'm going you. to get in serious trouble for, but um, <laughs> I had exactly the same experience in Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> I am... Um... No, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, come on, out with it. Out with it. Which street was no, it? I probably know them, to be it's fair. It's not a street. It's just I noticed a massive shift. Like I... Um, it's notoriously the hardest place to do stand-up. Is it? If you're not from there. Is it? Yeah, and especially if you're a posh, southern-sounding woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of the most tribal and proud places. Glasgow and Liverpool. Essentially, if you don't sound like you're from there, and if you sound like you're, you know, the enemy. <laughs> yeah. It's bad, it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but... So I've always gone there and fa- kind of, I think because of that, had a kind of sense of not necessarily feeling the most welcome. I had no, nothing against the city, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't look forward to gigging there. <laughs> and then when my son was born, um, I, there, there, at the time there was an amazing woman called Anna booking a club that I did work at there. And she went, I want you to still be able to bring him. I'll make sure that you get your hotel paid. And then mm. you just need to pay for a babysitter for while you're at the gig. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I went back again with my kid quite frequently, about every three months. Mm-hmm. And I was treated like it was the loveliest, kindest place I've ever been. I just saw a complete mm. shift in it. I took him to baby groups and stuff. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just Googling nearby baby groups. Yeah, and yeah. So I ended up on like some quite rough estates and yeah, stuff, yeah. but joining yeah. in with these baby groups. And these women were like, you're not going back to your hotel, are you, on your own with the baby? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm going to have a walk. And they were mm. like, no, you're not. And I just ended up going to people's houses every day. Mm. Tea and it was mm. amazing. And I saw, I don't know, I got, it was lovely. So really it's a complimentary story. That is a, that's a very complimentary story. Yeah. 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 And so I totally get it. If you are travelling with a baby, you, do, mm. you would hope that there's enough humanity wherever you are to yeah. see a bit of a kinder, friendlier time. Yeah. Then. Yeah, I think you're right. But so, it's still quite brave. Was she on her own with you? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, but, well, actually, this is where the story started, because mm. we were talking about children being fussy eaters. Yes. Because I was talking yeah, about yeah, on, the yeah. last, on the last episode that I listened to, yeah. you were talking about that. And um, the reason why I said it was because when we got there, apparently I was just, like, lapping up curry. Like, I was, mm. I was bathing in it. I was, like, absolutely could not gobble down enough curry. <laughs> and then my godfather, <laughs> Uncle Pete, came out mm. to visit and uh, he basically let me know that you can get hold of Heinz baked beans in India. Oh, no. And apparently that was it. Oh, no! That was it. For, like My mum was like, for the rest of the time, you just wanted beans. Oh, it's because it's all lovely sugar, isn't it? As well, yeah, isn't it? because, oh. I, because I, I, it felt like home, maybe. Mm. Or, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know why. But it's that weird thing. Like, I was... The sort of uh, yeah. the minute you know that they're there, then you become a fussy eater. I, don't know. I think I don't know if that counts as fussy eater for the duration of that. Who knows what's <laughs> going on in your tiny little two-year-olds are cretins. Beans. No yeah, oh, beans. I love beans. Oh, they are great, aren't they? Oh, I still really beans. do. And there's quite. Um, I've had people make their own beans from scratch for me, and it's so nice. Yeah. But equally, just from a tin, please. Beans, beans, beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We just bought beans. a four-pack today. Have you? Yeah. They're getting rid of the plastic packaging from the outside of them, have you seen, from the four packs? Brilliant! They're not doing multi-packs anymore in the big supermarkets. Are they, but how, so they're just going to buy single tins? So you buy single tins, but you'll still get the discount when you yeah, scan in please. four. That's good, isn't it? I don't know why we've not been doing that for ages. Yeah, I know. Now I, know. I feel bad for buying a plastic wrapped multi-pack. Yeah, well, um, look, now, just make it into an eco brick or something. <laughs> I'll make it into an eco brick or just whip myself later. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want about packaging before we start recording? It's really interesting. Oh, Lush. We were talking about Lush. Yeah, Lush. Yeah, they've got good. Have you, um, where do you live in London again? I live in Fulham. Okay. I and have in... you got one of those places where you can go and buy refillable, you know, those like yeah. shops you get now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got a Whole Foods because mm. it's Fulham. Fulham. I ended up in Fulham by accident. I, I am not, I'm not that posh, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> and but I live in Fulham, so there yeah. we go. Yeah, sort of like like with Nail and I went on holiday by mistake. I ended up in Fulham by mistake. There's nothing wrong with that. I it's feel very like nice I um, I should say um, how how we met. Like we did a acting job together. Mm-hmm. You have got a proper part in that I play an absolute bell end in the background occasionally <laughs> of <laughs> that was called mm. Glass Houses and is now called The Trouble with Maggie Cole. Yeah. I can't say that not in. A West Country accent. The trouble with Maggie Cole. The trouble yeah. with Maggie Cole. Yeah, it's got Dawn French in it, which is I don't know if we can say. We, they might as well have called it. It's got Dawn French. In it. <laughs> 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 because glass, it's the whole thing's about yeah. gossip, and Glass Houses was such a brilliant name. Yeah, and then it's been changed at the last minute. But anyway, yeah, I they, loved that job. So we, yeah, basically, when we discussed doing this podcast, we just yeah. talked about just spending the whole time dead naming the show. <laughs> It's like the one time some dead naming's allowed is if, yeah. if we can just keep calling it glass houses, yeah. at least for this podcast. Get your dead naming It's not still. even on telly yet. It starts in March on ITV on Wednesday nights, I think. Is it Wednesdays? I think so. I like Wednesdays. I like Wednesdays. Also, Wednesdays are shit. It's mm. a great night to go. Do you know what? I hope mm. there's something good on telly tonight. Mm. And there will be. And there will be. Yeah, actually. So there. We're <laughs> yeah. saying that something we're in's good. Yeah. And we're not even embarrassed. Yeah. I thought that for um, for compared to previous acting jobs, mm. that the food was amazing on glass houses. Mm. So good. Oh my god! Yeah, it was mm. seriously good. A bunch really... of Yorkshire. It was a Yorkshire crew, wasn't it? It was a Yorkshire yeah. catering company, mm. and they had um, they had a sign saying, "You are now stepping into Yorkshire." Oh, I didn't even pretty, spot that. Yeah, they were they were they great. They were just so chatty and I, funny and like, I find it it's, honest. It's it's um it it can be slightly dangerous for the health. I think set yeah. catering. Oh, totally. I find like I did um I did a job a couple of years ago uh, in Australia actually. Yeah. And started the job. It was one of my first television jobs. Yes. And so I was very fresh faced and had not yet worked out that. I shouldn't have two helpings of pudding every lunchtime. And one day I got onto set and we were, it was breakfast, it was like 4 a.m. in the morning and I was like, oh, oh I, was so, I was so tired. And breakfast was there and I had 17 hash browns. <laughs> <laughs> I had 17 hash browns. So what are you get out? five. <laughs> yeah, boys, no, 17 but I mean, hash browns. Yeah, with, with. Yeah. With Please. mayo and HP mixed together, Whoa. what an absolute dream! Okay. Anyway, yeah. So, but uh, look, I watched that series back. It was a mini series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch it back, and <laughs> you can because obviously you, you shoot you out can of order. Start to see the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, because it's all shot out of order. I sort of fluctuate. I'm sort of like. <laughs> There's one scene where, and I think maybe I'm the only person who can see it, but I walk into my house skinny. I enter my house. <laughs> Enter my house with jam roly polies. <laughs> yeah. And now I've started to learn that like it's actually kind of really important to make sure that you don't go catering. No, I know. That's all you want to do. I got over it. Yeah. Especially as well when it's like, well, just have some breakfast, and then when you first arrive, I mean, I very. I very rarely get more than two or three scenes in a thing at this point. So often when you first arrive, you go, go and get some breakfast and then go and talk to costume. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, can't we do it the other way around? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before you go through the shame of having to... <laughs> yeah. yeah try, try on 15 outfits after well, that three was, breakfasts. That was it very good. It serves right for making the food so good. Mm. Um, but so on that note, I, so I wanted to ask you a, a sort of actor stuff, actually. Oh, yeah. In terms of eating, but... <clears throat> Have you ever had to um, <clears throat> eat in a certain way? It's one of my biggest fears, because I think it might trigger a load of sort of terrible, disordered eating type mental illness. But have you? But I wouldn't <laughs> say that I would never do it. But have you ever had to change your body, like, quite extremely and change the way you eat for no. an acting part? But would you? Because I just watched The Joker the other day and was like, fucking hell. The effort that must have got. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. Oh, my so, stunning. I mean, it is. But he's so unhealthy he's, in it, yeah. Whoa. I mean, he looks. He's emaciated. He's ill. He's a really ill guy. Yeah. He's the character. I but think, yeah, I mean, I think that. I think that uh, you've got to. Uh, I don't know, really. I mean, it's your. Um, I would probably. Mm. Because 
presumably, if I was doing a film like Joker, they'd be paying oh, yeah. me enough to do it safely oh, of course, of with course. people yeah. to help. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I think about it. I mean, I suppose yeah. if it's done, uh, if it's you do it healthily, well. then you... Have you've... you ever had a job? I know lots of people who've worked, um, especially in American things, actually, and women mainly, but who are told they get like... Or have you known of anyone who get they get like oh. a personal trainer and get put on a strict diet, even if they're like not? I have got a, I've got a story about okay. that stuff. It's really horrible. Okay, I want it. Um, it was a there. There once was an actress who uh, was overseas shooting a uh, a film, a movie set uh, in like it was a, a, like an ancient Rome sort mm -hmm. of movie. I won't say what it was, but. What had happened, only because I don't know her personally, yeah. just, I know her mate, um, and basically she'd been on this strict diet, and she... Once had, she got the part. Once she got the part, Which they were like... Which means she must have already been TV-sized. Yeah, they were like, you need to be really skinny. Mm. And she was eating, She her diet was entirely sushi, mm. right, she was just eating sushi all the time, that's mm. what... And uh, she had two weeks off, and she came back and the producer went, you're fat, and she what? was like, what? And she was, he was like, you're fat. And she's like, I've been only eating sushi. That's all I've been eating. And he went, we need to send you to go and see the dietitian because <gasps> something's wrong. Like, you're fat. And she couldn't believe it. And basically what happened was a, she'd been putting soy sauce on her, yeah. on her sushi. And because it's so salty, she'd be having, her body had just retained more water. Oh, right. But she was like, to any, the, my mate who told me about it was like, she hadn't got, I mean, yeah. in any way got fat. And actually what had happened was, um, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I, you hear things like that and you go, I don't want to be a part of this industry no, anymore. No, I don't. Because yeah, that's yeah. awful. <clears throat> well, this person, the story I heard, someone told it on here, but it was about someone else. Again, but it was like, the woman was a size eight already. She was going to play a part in a science fiction thing in, in LA. And um, the part she's playing as a scientist. At, mm. at every single point in the thing that she's doing, she'll have a white coat on. Right. But they still had a personal trainer who would over Skype to the producers, like pinch her skin on her sides. Oh. Like, it's not coming off quick enough. You're going to need to do more. And oh. a personal trainer with her every day. <laughs> I don't oh know how anyone would stay sane through that. You know, <laughs> it's one of those things, it's, it's one of the great signs of uh, inequality mm. um, in, the, in, in our business is that blokes don't really get that. Yeah. Unless you need to be ripped. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I don't, I, I, I don't, I have never been subject to that, to that kind no, of no. Uh, body critique. Uh, and um, I think unless I had to be specifically an exact shape or size, yeah. I wouldn't. And that is just a clear example of actually a, bi a, bi a much bigger issue. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Anyway, um, it's part of acting. Have you had to eat things in yeah. character? Yeah. I want to know about all of them. I worked with a director a couple of years ago called Yasmin Arden. She's great. Yeah. And she, um, <laughs> she had seen me in a short play at Theatre 503. Mm. This was years ago. And uh, in the scene, I had to eat a sandwich. Right. Uh, and it was just, you know, one of Tesco's cheese sandwiches you know like the, the ones with that lovely sort of like minced cheese oh, <laughs> like, no. you know the one you know the one yeah really ploughed up with some yeah it's so sugar. minced up and lovely it's like oh. they're trying to hide oh. something oh. <laughs> um i had to eat one of them in the scene and she said that she, the time the, the moment that she realized that she wanted to work with me was when i actually ate it right. and i actually ate the sandwich in three bites and, I, <laughs> and I, I couldn't get my lines out because my mouth was full i mean the character was hungry yeah but to the detriment of the script, yeah. I couldn't speak because like, <laughs> yeah. I was speaking through the sandwich. And she was like, uh, and she said she hadn't realised before that she had never seen an actor actually eat when they were meant to be eating. What? I didn't true, think you could it? get away with it in plays. I thought everybody ate in plays. Well, they sort of nibble I've, at I've been it. Like on, on screen all the time. I'm yeah. watching people just... <laughs> yeah. Food <clears throat> hovers near people's mouths. Yeah, mouth. yeah. For hours. And you're mm. like, yeah, you haven't had a line for fucking ten minutes. Put it in. Yeah. But I get what they're doing. They just don't want to have to take eat yeah. eight take to take. But I on mean, stage you just I just got you to have to, you have to. Yeah, I suppose you do, but um I think people do just nibble at things and they have yeah. to like, oh, I just what's the point in that? I think it's quite funny watching someone try to eat whilst <laughs> while trying to act. Whilst trying to Yeah, once. Do you know what you've reminded me of, which I don't know if I've ever said on here. 
I had a job years ago when I used to read out the traffic on the radio. No. Yeah. Did you do that? Yeah, for lots of different stations. All out of one studio in Farringdon. But That's um, properly cool, actually. It's not cool. No. I thought oh. it would be cool. Oh, right. I swear to God it wasn't cool. I thought everyone here would be interested in working in radio or performing. <laughs> and I got there and then had to, obviously horrible hours because that's when the roads are busy. So I had to get there at 6am. So I had to get the last night bus in. And it's in Farringdon. <gasps> okay. So it would be as fabric was kicking out. Uh, which okay. when it was dark people were fucking in the street wow when it, but when you, it's summertime people behave much better I thought that was interesting but also so that, when the lights when it's light Spitalsfield market so if you haven't got people puking and rutting you've got like butchers <laughs> in white coats splattered with blood carrying animals corpses yeah. to chop up and sell wow it was so surreal and then I got in there expecting to find all these people ready for a life in radio yeah and actually it was just a group of people who were very nice but who really really cared about what's happening on the roads. They really cared about traffic. Mm -hmm. um, and there were loads of other weird, funny things about it, like on the radios, like we were doing BBC Cambridge or whatever, where there was never any, or even BBC Kent, there was never any traffic, really. On the, uh, I did Saturday mornings. Yeah. You'd start hoping for an accident so that there'd be something to say. <laughs> So bad. But anyway, why I'm saying all of yeah, this... Yeah, yeah, the food. ...is because um, I got... I, when I first started, I was very nervous and I wasn't very good at it. Really nervous. And then it's one of those jobs I think that you get quite good at quite quickly and then it's instantly quite boring. Yeah. Um, and I once, to entertain myself, you're on your own in a booth. <laughs> yeah. Um, did a game for an entire shift of how many <laughs> cherry tomatoes I could have in my mouth whilst giving the... whilst saying, you know, the, what was happening on the roads without anybody noticing... And it went brilliantly until I... It went threatened. brilliantly. It went brilliantly. I think I had about nine in. Got wow. About, did about three bulletins with about nine in. And then those plum ones that were sort of almost oblong. Yeah. And um, I was so chuffed with myself, but like an absolute tool. I um, I, tw I bragged on Twitter. Oh, no. One of the, yeah, one of the stations followed my Twitter and saw it and complained. And... To my boss. And I wasn't fired. You weren't fired. I was very bollocked. You just weren't allowed to do... The that tomato again. game again. So you did it with gooseberries instead. <laughs> yeah. Blueberries. Blueberries. Yeah. You can get yeah. hundreds in. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bit yeah. of fun. Right up in your cheeks. Oh god, some mushy cheese sandwich in three bites. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, I, I, I haven't. Um, I've heard. I don't think I've ever eaten anything on screen before. No. I don't think I have. Okay. I always wonder about that because I'm like a preferential vegan. Yeah. Um, oh, there, let's talk about that, because I yeah. like that. I, I don't want to say I like that, that's a bit judgy, isn't it? It just sounds quite cool. So you're a preferential vegan, but you're happy <laughs> yeah. to be vegetarian if someone else is cooking. If someone else is cooking, or if I'm out and they don't have a vegan option. Yeah. But I will always have the vegan option will you? If, if they have one. Even yeah. if there's a vegetarian option that you really want. Even if there's the like a option. lovely caramelised onion goat's cheese tart, oh. and then the vegan option is... Um, a, Something a bit a, hempy. A piece of hemp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, yeah, I would always go for the vegan option. Well done. Because I'm preferentially vegan. Yes, say. okay. Um, um, and also, does, can I ask why, what your reasons are then? Uh, my reasons are uh, the planet. Yeah, more than a sort of... Um, Solely and exclusively. Uh, uh, overwhelming animal love. Um, y yes. Although I, I do find that the older that I get, the more uh, empathy I get for animals. That's really? weird. Yeah, I sort of... I never... Well, look, I used to shoot. Did you? Okay, right, I'll start at the beginning. So basically, I was raised a vegetarian. Right. Until I was four, I had my first piece of bacon when I was 14. And uh, that did it. And... Who gave you that? I feel like you've been dealt to. I don't know. My mum always said that if I wanted to eat meat, that yeah, was fine. But I'm an only child of a single mum, so mm. she was like, um, you can eat meat if you want, I'm just not cooking it. So yeah. why would I? And, I was, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I ate meat for a bit for about 10 years, um, never really liking it that much, I don't think, but just getting used to the meals that I would eat, like yeah. fajitas with chicken or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and in that time, I started... Sh I, went, I went shooting. I thought you were going to say something else then. <laughs> what did you... <laughs> I thought you were like, and in that time, I started shitting. Really <laughs> so, shitting so much. I just, just shitting me, meat shit. Just meat shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it I just, sounds like if you were <laughs> sorry, I'm, you're classier than me. Arthur. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you went at age 14, yeah. carnivorous and shooting, might that have something to do with kind of puberty and burgeoning it might kind have, of ideas of masculinity uh, and it, strength or it, whatever? It, mm, mm, yeah, quite... Quite possibly. I, I think actually what it was, yeah, I think there was a sort of probably a slight level of pomposity there right, of right, trying right. to be a country. Because I grew right. up in the countryside, you see. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't go on shoots like where we'd stand around drinking port because I was 16 yeah. um, but uh, and waiting for beaters to... You know, we didn't do like the, the posho ones. We did like... We'd, we'd go away to Wales and we were a member of a local shooting club that had... Um, Lots of land in Wales, thousands of acres of land in wow. Wales. And so we would just go out rambling all day, just with oh, fuck off big shotguns under our arms. Really? Yeah, but and we never you, came home with you much. shown how to use them. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was with people that, that knew how to do it. I think that's a completely different thing. So we'd right? go out... I think if you're actually connecting to what you're... If you're connecting to that level of... This was an animal, and then I'll eat it. Yeah, so That's I huge I learned some brilliant. pretty big I learned some pretty big things really. Um, mm. Being uh, that well, yeah. One, there's the there's the the, the having to um, show respect to the animal that you're eating, and what I mean by mm. that is um, the time, yeah, the work, the effort. Mm. Um, and it came to a point actually where I was like, I won't eat meat unless I've shot it. Yeah, um, and. I think it's a world away from going on grouse shoots or going on pheasant shoots where you stand at the end of a field and you just go, you know, like clay pigeon shooting, essentially. Yeah. I, 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 that's not very cool because you don't really have to put any effort in. You just have to sort yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah. drink port. Um, so we did that and I, and I, we, we, we never came back with much. But yeah. whatever we did come back with, we ate. And I... Rabbits and stuff. Rabbits, pheasants. Yeah. Things like that. Woodcock. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I sort of then became... Then I came, became of the opinion that in order to eat meat, mm. you have to have killed one. Yeah. You have to have killed an animal with your bare hands. You have to have killed one meat. You have to have killed one meat thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. so if you kill one meat thing, then you yeah. can have a license to eat meat. Now you're yeah. allowed to because you're willing to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a common theory, I think. Uh, yeah, okay. That's cool. Great. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then I... Um, uh, yeah, so I sort of had this conversation. And then I started only eating meat if I'd shot it myself. And I sort of, then I realised I sort of don't like it. Right. And I got food poisoning oh. four times in two years. Oh, shit. Because so you're I, eating roadkill and stuff, or just stuff you'd killed? No, I was back to eating meat from yeah. shops. So oh, right, okay. I'm getting really tangled up here, because I've got yeah, a lot yeah. to say. But oh, I... Great. I, um... Uh, yeah, so I sort of started doing that, and now I don't uh, want uh, to kill any animals. Yeah. I, I don't have any interest to, to kill animals, and I feel like if I ever wanted to eat animals again, I'd feel like I could, because I had done it. I yeah, don't want yeah, to, yeah. Um, and I don't like meat, and uh, and uh, sort of yeah. After ten years of dabbling in meat, I don't think I'll ever go back. Really? No, never. Not, but not how, at all. How old are you? Twenty-seven. 
No, I just don't think you necessarily know forever. But maybe you do. I think I do know. Okay, maybe you do. And I'll stop. I think I do. It. Yes, because also I've been a vegetarian more of my life than I haven't been. Yeah, that's true. So to me, uh, my constitution is mm. not me. I actually don't really like it. I don't yeah. enjoy it. If you it. don't like it, no um, one should have anything that they don't like. Yeah. Also it depends. Like, uh, yeah. It's different, isn't it? If you had the prospect of ever being pregnant, I'd be like, maybe wait, because sometimes when you get pregnant, your body goes, really? Yeah, iron. that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. But, I mean, who knows what technology is going to do in the next 20 yeah. years for you, Arthur, when that's something well, you'd that's take true. up if it were an option. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But, yeah, no, it's... It's interesting, yeah. I, I think it's... Um, or maybe I'm just impressed how well you know your mind, if you can say, I know that I'm never going to want to. There's okay. not many things that if I If you think... never really enjoyed it, then you probably won't. But yeah, like I, I, I know it in the in the same way that I know that I won't jump off a building. Right. Like I just know I won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. What like abseiling for a charity event? Oh no, I'd abseil for a charity event. I just mean literally jumping off a building. To, it, it, as a form of suicide. Oh, we've got dark, haven't we? I mean, I didn't you said mean jump suicide, off a building. but yeah, I mean, I've said yeah. Well, what else are you as doing a form it for? A massive bouncy Re-enacting castle. Reenacting the Matrix. I don't oh, know. your own I stunt. Yeah, I know, I just right. mean, like, I won't do it. I mean, I wouldn't jump off a building. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't go into a burning... It's just like, like that no, kid's I'd... thing, isn't it? Like, would you jump off a building? If yeah. someone said, told you to, because you'd done something that your mate had said was a good a idea. Flippant comment, a flippant comment that opened a massive can of worms. You have, there. I'm sorry. Yeah, but anyway, so I got um, so I, I got food poisoning four times in two years. Yeah. T- t- twice of which was when I was uh, doing plays. Oh, no, 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 no. Can I tell you no, something no. really gross? Yes, please. I, I've shat myself on stage. Oh, wow. After... That is so much more interesting than what have you eaten on stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I um, have. I got food t- poisoning. Talk us through it in detail. Okay, right. <laughs> in, in... Okay. I've, in, been, I've been really worried before about it. Quite recently, Of shitting actually. yourself on stage? Yeah. I am. Um, I've just done a run of my show before it went on tour. Um, excuse the pun. And I am. Um, I, I, it just felt like a, quite a high pressure run. And I was always there for an hour before the show. And I had a minimum of two poos, five weeks before every single show. Yeah. And not like you know show off ones. Yeah. But like just nervous body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there was one night when my mum came, and I had sort of have a caricature version of my mum in my show. And, yeah. And I'm also very. Worried always about upsetting my mum, so I was very, very nervous about yeah. that one. Um, and I did. I was. I was. There was probably twenty seconds between the last time I was in the toilet and the beginning of the show, and I thought this could be the night that I wow. shit myself. Wow! went. On stage. You went from having a high pressure run to having to possibly having high pressure runs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's. Um, yeah. Well, look. I, but you were ill. I was and on tour. Nothing you can do if you're. I was ill. on tour in America. Eating God. their 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 American food standard um, yeah. chicken, um, so, which we're yeah, I can't wait for it to come over here. Um, <laughs> oh, it's going to be really great. Uh, I uh, got food poisoning off this piece of chicken on a five show weekend, and uh, oh, I was no. on, I was on I was you were on, doing five shows in a week. Five shows in a weekend, yeah, yeah. One on Friday night, two Saturdays, two Sunday, and I d- started. It all started on the Thursday night, and then oh. I was like, right. And I didn't have a big enough part to call off the show, and there were no understudies, so I yeah. had to do it. Yeah. And I was with the the Royal Shakespeare Company and the National Theatre of Scotland. It was the was the production. Amazing. Um, was were, were the producers of this? So it was quite highbrow. We're in the <laughs> we're in the. Uh, we're in, so we're in the uh, we're in the uh, we're in the Shakespeare Theatre in Washington DC. Oh God! The, cap- the, 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 the political capital, oh, um, where Patrick Stewart had recently done uh, his version of Othello, where <laughs> he, where yeah he had, you know he hadn't blacked up, but he had yeah been a white Othello. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we, there we were, and. Um, I had this scene where I had to come on and sort of basically go like, good my liege, you know, and, and, and yeah. go and kneel down and sort of like, you know, enter this space like, you yeah. know, a good Shakespearean actor does. Uh, wearing uh, boots that Ian McKellen had worn before me. They had McKellen written and these big sort of like medieval wow. boots. Um, and I knelt down and just shat myself. <laughs> <laughs> and it went I down. Even Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I did that, and, and that, uh, and that was a very real. That was like that was very real. That was sort of like, um, and we'd sold out. I mean, it was in front of about it was in front of about six hundred people. Oh, God. <laughs> and then there were, could you hear it? 
uh, you knew. Uh, no, I couldn't hear it. Um, I, uh, but, <laughs> oh, no. But I'll tell you, Did any I get any in McKillen's boots? I had to, yeah, I had to no. stay, I had to stay in that, in said kneeling position. <laughs> For yeah. 10 minutes. It was a 10 minute scene. No. And I had to come in and kneel and wait and then leave. Wow. So I'm there and I've got food poisoning and I'm, I'd been throwing up and I was swaying and I was sweating and just, yeah, just, just liquidizing. And then had to stay kneeling in your own shit for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then wow. it happened again. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. So then a couple, what, of, years, no, a couple oh. of years later, right. about, no, a, a year and a half later, I'm uh, doing panto. <laughs> and uh, I got food poisoning during panto as well. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't um, shit myself then. No. But I did get food poisoning and it was, uh, I did this show and I was playing Wishy Washy in right, a right. production of Aladdin. So my job was to run around, be really excited and get the kids out of the audience to come and do fun things. Um, <laughs> oh God, it's the worst this, life over the hangover, let alone was, food poisoning. Yeah, well there was this point when I came off stage in the second half and the producer was there and he was like, I'm in, I'm in tonight, I'm watching it with my, with my parents. Are you all right? I was like, I've got food poisoning, I'm th I've been thrown up all night. And uh, they ended up like letting me, I had to finish the show. Yeah. And then they, I, I couldn't move out of the dressing room. I mean, it was, oh, I was like going, like making noises like that, you know, and I ended up having to get a taxi home. Luckily, my mum was down over Christmas. Oh. So my mum looked after me. But the next day, and again, there was yeah. no understudies. The next day, they were like, well, we've got a two show day. Because every day is a two show day in Panto. Yeah. Uh, every day is a two show day in Panto. And uh, there was one of the one of the ensemble knew my part, right? Better than I knew it, right? I mean, this guy knew my part like he had spent months Big plotting it. Fan of that part, yes, he loved it. And I'd noticed lots of packets of raw chicken around. No, I hadn't. No. But, <laughs> but it was like one of those weird things. Was I was like, I go. was like, you, you, you've done this to me. <laughs> I really? know you've done this. Because he stepped up so perfectly. <laughs> he just right. stepped into the role. I mean, he was doing, apparently, from eyewitnesses, yeah. all of the same movements and Little face shapes and mannerisms and in scenes that he had no way of seeing because he would have been backstage. I don't know how he did it. Wow. I'm not saying he f gave me food poisoning. You but are, that though. is what I'm implying. Anyway, yeah. That was the last time I ate meat. The of Panto. Yeah, it's a very, it's a dark, dark world. But it that was the last like time I ate meat. Episode of Inside Number. No, that was the last time you ate meat. Whatever gave you poisoning for that Panto. Yeah, Fine. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, and it, uh, yeah, I, I haven't, haven't had food since. poisoning for years and years and years because I haven't eaten meat or incredibly infrequently. Yeah. Um, I just don't like absolute rules, so. Yeah. Say never for me. Everybody's yeah. different. There's a book called um, Eating Animals by Jonathan Safran Foer. <coughs> He's one of my okay. favourite novelists. He's a great novelist. Uh, he did wrote a great book called Everything Is Illuminated, which was just boss. Um, but he wrote this book called Eating Animals, and uh, I read it, and it, I, I I don't know how I could eat meat again after reading That's so it. But it's very um, it's it's a it's a very nice book because um, it doesn't judge you for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end it doesn't judge you. It goes, you know, it just do what you can. Yeah. Um, but it it's pretty like I don't think that there is an argument against the that that the meat industry is awful for the planet. And so Yeah, absolutely. We won't go into I, it now I, because I, No, well, and I'm going to I think it's so it's so roundly compelling that um I have a guest on, and I don't know when I'll put this out yet, so I don't know whether it will come in the future or the past, but a farmer and conservationist, because I think there's a lot of really interesting arguments in terms of conservation and the planet when it comes to small-scale farming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which mean that, but ultimately, in terms of great big mass-marketed yeah. production of meat, <coughs> and even dairy for the planet, by lots of accounts, is even worse than yeah. fish and chicken. Yeah. Because um, it's cows, cows, cows. Um yeah, I don't know. I just don't know how anyone can argue that it's great. Fine, yeah. It's going to be fine. But that was... Unless they're full on climate change denier. Yeah, exactly. And that was very much the argument at the end of the book being like, if you're going to eat meat, eat small scale, locally yeah. farmed produce. Yeah. Uh, and I'm reading a book at the moment by Felicity Lawrence called Not on the Label, which mm. is about, it, it's actually about the horse meat scandal to begin with. And then it right, goes through yeah, vegetables yeah, yeah. and everything. Like how food is actually made yeah. on a mass scale. Um, and uh, it does seem like doing anything on, on such a big scale mm. Can't be good doing 
But yeah. I'm going to recommend another book, Ruby Tando's Eat It, Just Eat It. Yeah. Um, that's got an amazing chapter in it about uh, all these arguments are great and they're right, but equally there's a massive amount of assumed privilege in that. Yes, that's true. In that the is sense true. that just access to that and actually how we live in cities and population growth and food poverty in cities and we do sort of need some mass production of some things and supermarkets are as, I think there's an argument they're as important as they are awful. It's really yeah. interesting, but I think it's worth just putting that in there in terms of talking about mass yeah, scaling things. But when it comes to living beings, surely yeah. we just need to reduce demand. Yeah, and they have to. I then so. it's the only way a, a, a planet this capitalist will produce less is if if there's less demand. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Also, have you ever heard of a Louise Gray, a writer? She's written an amazing book called The Ethical Carnival, where she only ate what she'd killed for two years, and she has to do all sorts of learning right. different killings. But that'd be interesting as well. Oh, she has to what learn all different types of killings. Yeah, no, the killings. <laughs> like that League of Gentlemen, isn't yeah. it? And then the video shop. How I'm many killings? How many killings? Yeah. Um, uh, oh, what shall I ask you? Um, I feel like asking you. Th- have you got anything you eat in a particularly ritualistic way, like a particular confectionery? Have you got a favourite chocolate bar? Um, <laughs> me and my like me and my mate at drama school. Yeah. Back when we were training, was uh, we would have a boost bar each every day. I love a boost. But you know, often I've not had a boost for way too long. Yeah. Um, interestingly, tell me your boost story, but don't let me forget to ask you about a star bar. Love Starbars. It's like a boost boot biscuit. Yeah, 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 I love Starbar. Like I don't reckon anyone knows about Starbar. No, I love it's a Starbar. Fucking profile of the Starbar star up there with a the boost. That's my number one yeah, chocolate I mean, bar. It's basically Andy Murray's brother, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh man, yeah, Starbars. Right. Sorry though, I really want to know about boosts and uh, yeah. Um, boost. Yeah, no. Well, you know how uh, more often than not they've. The bottom is sort of broken and the caramel stuck to the to the wrapper. I don't know whether you ever noticed this. Yes, really annoying. With boost all the time, it, it, the caramel's seeped out yes. through the bottom of it. It's a real Come design on, guys, flaw. Take a bit more care. But we started learning how to almost read the tea leaves Ooh. with Ooh, the with the boost bar and the, the no. You'd open the packet and depending on how much caramel had come out, where it was stuck. All of those different things meant different things about the future. And um, I, I, <laughs> you were reading the boost. I was reading you were the boost. Reading bar. the boost base. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, but if you got, and I think we we sort of made them up on uh, you know on the spot. I don't think there was any hard fast rules, but I do remember that oh, really? often. What no science? No sort of scientific boundaries. <laughs> no, it's for no, it's for no. But I, all I do know is that. Um, you know, like the death card in tarot, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean bad things. Right. Uh, having a clean break with your boost <laughs> didn't necessarily mean good things. No. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, so there we go. Oh, Reading God, the boost I bar. I love it. You, that's what a beautiful answer. I haven't thought about that for years. So thanks for reminding me. future. Looking to the future from the, ba- the base of your boost. <laughs> Star bars, though. Biscuity base. Oh. Say scrum diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. Have you ever used food as anything other than food? I don't necessarily mean in a sexy way, e.g. as a weapon or as part of a prank. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of all the ways you could use food as a weapon. Uh, have I ever... Oh, God, I must have done. I have made a... a, a, a when I was a teenager, I remember making a whistle out of a carrot... Nice. You know, you can sort of like whittle them away. Oh, yeah, You can yeah, literally yeah. turn them into whistles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, someone really dexterous could make a whole recorder, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, that. yeah. I no, must say, it didn't work. Right. So I didn't really make a whistle with a carrot. Once, <laughs> when I was a teenager, I hollowed out a carrot and blew it. That's a really lovely answer. Um, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Uh, domestic cat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Your face has dropped. Wowee. Yeah. Because you'd killed it. Because I'd killed it. <laughs> so yeah. you were allowed. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I would never kill a cat. <laughs> um, I, uh, it was in Thailand. Right. Uh, we... And did you know it was what you're having? Yes, because yeah. I'd seen the kids playing with it before we ate <gasps> it. They, uh, not playing, as in playing yeah. with its corpse. Right. They were swinging it around by its tail and playing catch with it. And the layer, the family that were mm. the, of the said kids, Made us a curry that was yeah. very spicy, and the meat was very tough. We went, "What's that?" He went, "It's the cat." <laughs> and it was wow. the cat. 
from earlier. Wow. Then it gets me thinking, is you know, I was talking about this just the other day. People going, oh, what? You can't eat a cat? You can't eat, how could you do that? It's, just I go, I don't it's know. entirely cultural. It's entirely I mean, cultural. But yeah. there's loads of cultures. Not well there are. Mm. It's such a it's a kind of Western white snobbery to be yeah. like, ugh. Yeah, it's, it's been used apparently can't remember I've been reading so many books recently about eating. I can't remember which one it came from. Probably one we've already mentioned, um, which will all be in the podcast notes. But um, it's one of the few times where, f- like, um, the way people eat has been used as propaganda. There was some point in American history where, um, gen- genuinely to, to uh, justify uh, an invasion of somewhere, that the American government sort of sold the American public the information that the place they were invading they still all ate dogs yeah seems, to yeah, even the way I said it then like it's so yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people were so disgusted they were like well then they must be um, you know barbaric well, we, kind of we, they need civilising we need to invade there and it's like whoa we have, we're we, so sensitive we're so sensitive about we've that we've got a very stuff. similar thing to that because we have like there's no denying that the UK have had a tempestuous relationship with the French oh, yeah, for yeah. thousands of years um, the you know people go oh they eat frogs legs and snails you know you know that's used as a thing you know it's, yeah it's a similar thing it's funny actually it's in eating animals I think we just mentioned earlier um, he says that um, all these stray dogs in America mm. what happens to them is they get rounded up and then they get sent to meat processing plants they get ground down and fed to livestock Fuck to help him. feed the animals that you then eat. Yeah. So the calories from those dogs have gone into a cow, which have grown calories, and then yeah. and then ends up on your dinner table. Now, he goes, we would cut out such a huge amount of the carbon footprint of meat if you just, just ate, ate the dogs. The dog. Yeah. Just eat the dog. Yeah. Because it's, you, you, you're you doing unnecessary movement there. But no, that'll never happen. Yeah. Oh, God. That's it's horrible, so isn't it? so funny. So, yes. But it does, a bit of me goes... Yeah, yeah, it, it does a bit. it kind of does about... Uh, very, very quickly, I sometimes feel like that about all meat. And I very, very quickly go to that when I'm not eating meat at all for ages. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what is a fantastic thing that I've eaten, which might be a good alternative for the edit, if you <laughs> want to talk about eating cats. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. We talk about eating everything on this uh, podcast. In China, once... I uh, we I'd given up on eating meat because I I just didn't I was like I don't, I don't want to eat any more meat I just want to eat just vegetables because I'd been eating lots of meat that was as someone who isn't particularly a carnivore this was back when I ate meat yeah as someone who isn't particularly a carnivore I'd eaten lots of weird and wonderful meats that I wasn't really into so I went to a restaurant and the uh, I was with my mum my mum and I travel a lot and we uh, we said to the waiter we said we don't want any meat. No meat, please. You order for us, because we couldn't read the menu, and we were like, you order for us, just no meat, please. And he went, yeah, no meat, no meat. And he went off. Oh, God. And then he came back with a bowl, like a lovely basin, of um, what I can only describe as crimson angel delight. It was like, it had the, it was like a mousse. It was like a lovely, it, had, it was mousse oh. consistent. And we were like, what's this? And he went, it's blood. And we were like, sorry, it's blood. And he was like, yeah, it's congealed blood. And they'd like slow cooked this blood. Essentially, it was a black pudding. It was a frothy black pudding in a bowl. And we went, we said no meat. And he went, it's not meat. And I went, you're right. It's not meat. (laughs) It's not meat. Oh, it's not meat. (laughs) Tried it. I had one mouthful. Yeah. I did not have a second. Yeah. But I mean, you know, cool. Good on yeah, using every bit. Using every bit. Nose to tail or whatever it's called. Yeah. Fuck me, I feel sick at the thought of yeah. dazzling blood. <laughs> All right, I'll ask you this before your last question then, on that note. <coughs> if there was no other option and you're in a scenario where it's genuinely no other option, but that's as much information as I'm giving you, the rest can be dependent on your what what your dependencies are, would you eat a person? Yeah. That's quick. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't uh, know. I, yeah. I lean that way. The more I ask the question, the more I lean that way. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm... know where hunger takes you in terms of desperation and madness. Yeah, me. but also where like being where like curiosity leads you as well. That's it's, true. Uh, it's a bit. Actually. I feel like maybe I shouldn't say that in public, but you no. know, there's some slight. I'm slightly curious about that. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. I mean, I think. I think it was Ruby Tando's book was talking about how culturally different, you know, the way that we kind of, our physical repulsion at the idea of eating a dog or a cat in other countries, it's like, well, you know, I would it's, be... no, it's not a big deal in the same way. Whereas there are hardly anywhere, but there are still some places where they eat people. Yeah. 
Papua New Guinea, they spent, oh no, they've only, they, it's actually been outlawed now, hasn't it, cannibalism in Papua New Guinea? I've just seen too many films that have made... Do you think it happens? I think, I, and what I mean by that what? is in... Perverts do it, don't they? Sorry? Pervs do it, don't they? Do they? Yeah. What? What do you There's mean? There's like cannibalism perv places you can go and eat, like people go, right, I'm going to arrange for someone to eat my finger or my bob end. No! <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, and the, and the perv will watch the person eating a bit of them. Sorry, so it's for the wait. So the perv doesn't want to try it. They just want to want to watch. I think they want someone else to eat them while they watch. Um, that's very interesting because I often wonder that. I, I often mean, imagine go, they both probably both parties do need to be a bit of a perv in some way or another. Yeah, to yeah, but I, I, that does get me thinking. I'm like, does because in my head, I've sort of got this weird conspiratorial idea that there must be like really exclusive restaurants Somewhere. for the. For the for the richest, most privileged people in society to go and eat human, there must be where they serve human. I mean, I just and it's probably babies. The uh. oh, cut that out! <laughs> <laughs> don't don't you dare cut that out! <laughs> but I'm just thinking, what would like imagine that level of privilege where you're like, I want the most taboo thing that's possible to eat. It would yeah. be a baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> but there must God, be. I just taking a real old turn. Yeah, as this has been quite a sort of uh, gross episode. <laughs> Sorry, I've would do for no, a bit of a gross fault. one. I'm not, I don't. No, I've I don't contributed. Know. I've contributed a vast amount of the gross. I don't if know. you cut that, that's going to be like it's going to be unequal in levels of gross. I think <laughs> I'll leave it in. <laughs> I'm in my tum. We all turn into Lego, which at first seems amazing. Body shaming becomes irrelevant, and instead of just being able to change our clothes, we can all swap even our entire torsos and heads and stuff. But pretty fast, the novelty of that wears off, and we realise we can't do anything that requires having fingers, can't hold anything wider than our plastic hook, the uh, horror dawns that we can never die, have any physical feelings in our bodies, goodbye to our genitals, and we can't eat! Everyone starts losing their absolute little plastic minds. It's hell. <laughs> Luckily, the universe decides we can all go back to being people again, but only if you, and weirdly, it does have to be you, Arthur, agree to swim away from a shark, obviously faster than a shark, for three days. It sounds impossible, but you do it! You're a hero. You've gone down in history as being very important in your life. You've done something amazing, but your um, immediate reward is a feast of your dreams, and obviously you're starving after all the swimming from the shark. So I'd love to know... I don't want anything to be ethical, yeah. have any consequences. I couldn't give a fuck about health. I didn't even need it to be possible. Yeah. Um, any of these answers, but I'd love to know in your dream situation where you're the happiest and hungriest possible version of you, what would be your favourite things to eat, drink, and if there's a who with and where, then who with and where? Okay. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really. Difficult. You can have loads um, of answers. I would like. Uh, have you have you ever been to Dishoom? Um, for breakfast. Ah, uh, you've had breakfast there. Yeah, they do a black lentil dal. Oh, is that. Good? That. I mean, it's basically butter with some mm. lentils in it. Yeah, it's butter. Do you know what? I just have a lot of butter, not yeah. by itself, just like on stuff. I probably. Yeah. Just what I would want is... My son licks it from the pat. He runs away with it and sits behind that sofa there. That's... I find him at eight, He's four, going, licking it. Like I... an ice cream. Wow. Yeah. My cousin used to cut cubes of it off and... Just eat it. I mean, that really doesn't make me feel good. Oh, really? No, I don't like butter. I want but my butter on stuff. But you want stuff. loads of butter in your dal. Uh, I'll have loads of butter and in my dal. And in your mash. Yeah, I mean, you've asked that one, like that wonderful question. I've come with nothing Sorry. but just stuff with butter. <laughs> That's fine. Probably. Uh... Have you got a favourite drink? Yes, I do. Yeah, I do. But I haven't had it for a very long time. So you're worried it might not be your favourite anymore? No, it is. What is it then? It's Red Bull. Amazing. I absolutely love amazing. Red Bull. Taste of fizzy cowpaw. I fizzy love thin it. Fizzy thin cowpaw. Yeah. I haven't had it probably for about five years, but I 
Because it's Love so it. bad for your heart. <laughs> because it's so, <laughs> so bad for your heart. Yeah. I used to be a uh, remarkably heavy smoker. Right. Uh, and uh, I, I, I'm not proud of it. Yeah. But what I used to I do... I didn't think like, you were bragging. I was... It's not the sort of thing you not say anymore to brag, is it? I used to be an incredibly heavy smoker. <laughs> it's not sexy anymore, is it? I was it? lying down, I, I really wheezed. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it You're was... Right, uh, right in. That's probably how it started. It's probably how it started when I yeah. started saying it, things like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the but I would have in the mornings... Listen to how mental and gross this is. Yeah. I would, instead of a morning coffee... Oh. Right, I would wake up roll a ciggy and sit at my back door with a ciggy and a Red Bull for breakfast. That's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite And then when you marry that with 17 hash browns. (laughs) Hash browns! I'd have loads of hash browns. We've got to get some hash browns in the feast of your dreams. We've had to to hash it out a bit. Finally, you're having having black dal with hash browns. And rice pudding. Okay, I'm going, uh, yeah, no, my my mine's just exploded. I'd have so much rice pudding. I'd have rice pudding. And I'd have a jam suet jam roly poly. Okay, okay. Um, and I would, yeah, and with a can of Red Bull. <laughs> Fucking brilliant! With what some... a brilliant set of answers. Is it? It's really nice. Oh, I love it when it's not all cod and blur. I do. It's perfect. It's like, no, that's the shit that sets your soul yeah. on fire, obviously. And a star obviously. bar. And a star and bar. And a star bar. Yes, please. Yeah, I'd love a star um, bar. And who are you having it with? And where might you be? Um, I would want to eat it with... Um, I would want to eat it with all of my mates. Okay, lovely. And my mum. Lovely. Um, and, I, and I mean that. I'm not yeah. just trying to like, just be like, well, oh. but no, I do lovely. genuinely mean that. And when I say all of my mates, I mean like all of them. Yeah. Like everyone I'm mates with. That's nice. You'd be there. Oh, get in. Yeah, because I, yeah, I mean, just like everyone. I don't know, it's, there's something about eating food. Hang on a minute, I've changed my mind. What's happening? I've changed my mind about all of it. Right. Have you ever had Ethiopian food? No, no, not properly, no. Where they serve it on a big thing called an injera, which is like a giant Ooh. fermented bread. It's like a wow. crumpet, but it's flat. Okay. It, it's, it, yeah, it's basically like a, just a stretched out crumpet. Oh, there's supposed and to be an they... amazing Ethiopian place in Camberwell that I'm desperate to try. Go. Right. And they have this amazing stuff called shiro, which they whack on it, and it's like a uh, chickpea mm. curry sort of thing. It's like it's like a chickpea dal, um, and uh, loads of other sort of like curry bits. Because Ethiopia is um, entirely vegan. The whole oh, right. country is vegan on Wednesdays and Fridays. Oh, religiously. Wow. They call it fasting, you know, and they... On Wednesdays and Fridays, the whole country is vegan. So they've got a great wow. um, selection of vegan food. And so you have just loads of vegan stuff on this big piece of round bread. Yeah. And then, which is like a bit like chamois leather. You nice. know, it's sort of like, it's quite rubbery. And, yeah. And then you rip it off with your hands and you just scoop up all of it and, and all mm. of the curries in the middle. And everyone eats from the same plate. So you wow. have it in the middle and everyone sits around with their hands yeah. and s- tears bread and scoops it up. Now, I don't want you to undo anything you've already done though because it was so joyful. So I sort of want you to have some hash browns No, so what I would well. do... So what I would do... Can't you scoop up a hash brown off the injera? So what I would do is do hash browns and jam roly-poly and suet and, 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 and yeah. rice pudding in an Ethiopian way. It was yeah. fusion. I'll do yeah. fusion food. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the reason why I raise it is just because there's just that, there's something about eating with other people, yeah. the community of it, all sitting around a table, getting their hands stuck in, and I just sort it. of like they also feed each other there a lot. Like that's a really nice, big thing. So they, they take it and they put food in each other's mouths, and there's just something yes, really please. like to to us with that's our minds. It's very and sort of loving and intimate. It's very intimate, isn't it? And it's, confident and it's, it's so intimate. Closeness. Yeah, to feed someone it, that's with not your kid. It's really yeah, a super close thing to do. I only raise that just because there's something about the community of that, yeah. which I find like so. It's it's less about the food, which I love, mm. and it's more about the community of it. So when you say who would you eat it with? Yeah. Uh, in what setting? That's my setting. Yeah, yeah. There's the answer for there my setting. Go. So, yeah, there's just... Ethopodlian. Feast. Ethopodlian. 
It's the mingling, it's the fusion. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to think of a portmanteau for the fusion. Nature of the fusion. So your eyes, your eyes just went a bit, a bit dead That's in the middle of that. That's what happens after what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, thanks so much. For That's this. a pleasure. Bloody hell! What a treat. <laughs> thanks, Arthur. Thanks. See you. Delicious. What a lovely one. Follow dear Arthur on Instagram at Arthur McBain, M-C-B-A-I-N. And please watch us both from next Wednesday um, and then on ITV Hub in The Trouble with Maggie Cole. I'm so proud of it. Um, It starts on uh, Wednesday at 9pm on ITV One and then it'll be on ITV Hub, won't it? And future episodes. Um, It's like a drama that's also funny. Arthur's in it loads and I'm in it a bit, a tiny bit. I'm in episodes two and four, I think. Anyway, Arthur gave me a copy also of his beautiful kids book in the dead of the night. And I love, love, love it. And so does my kid. Um, In fact, at the moment, I'm having to read it every night. Um, It's published in Australia and Korea. So if you live there, look it up, but not in the UK. Um, So if you're a publisher and you're listening, can you sort that out, please? It's a really great kids book. Why don't you come see me on tour? My show, Hench, is coming all around the UK, Ireland and Melbourne soon as well. Follow the podcast all over social media. We're at The Hoovering Pod. I am at Jessica Fosterkew. And for all live dates, including tour stuff, um, we, ways of contacting me with something longer than a tweet, um, head over to my website, jessicafosterkew.com. Huge thanks to ACAST for hosting this podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week. Happy hoovering. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.